Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. With me today, I have Karen Raymond, who I just met you, I don't know, a few weeks ago at a health fair here at the bridge. Yeah. And we got into a conversation because you saw Sunlight Sunny Mm -hmm. and you were talking about, you know, educating the kids. And that must have evoked some emotion in you. And you went on like this little rant on how we got to educate the kids. And and, uh, and I heard you mention that, you know, you got to keep the vessel clean so that we can receive messages. Absolutely. And you're a medium, right? Is, Is that the term that you would use or... I guess that's what you would call me, psychic medium, but I like to be called a light worker. A light worker. Okay. I was like, yeah, that's a great topic for this podcast in regards to inner peace. What, uh, how important is keeping this vessel that we call a body clean, would Mm -hmm. you say? Wow. Okay. So that is a very passionate subject for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I go back in the day, I have three kids of my own, and I taught preschool for many years. And it was to me, it was really important to get to them young, to build those healthy eating habits, healthy mental habits at a very young age. So I was very blessed to be in that space where I could teach preschool and bring my children with me so I knew where they were. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that a lot of the children coming in in the morning were eating like chocolate donuts and just loaded with sugar. And those were the kids that were acting out. Those are the kids that couldn't sit still. Those are the kids that couldn't listen. And I just kept seeing this over and over. And I get it. It's the parents feeling guilty. They have to leave their children, giving them something special before they go, but doing them more damage in the long run. Or they're addicted and they're just passing the habits down. Possibly, yeah, or a little bit of both. You yeah. know, just the, the guilt trip and getting the kid the chocolate donut. But we're talking like chocolate, chocolate, frosted, like the worst right. donut. You could pass the, the most sugar. Right. And so I said, all right, well, how do I educate the parents in a nice way, in a gentle way? And so that's where the whole journey started for me is how can I change the behaviors? And is it really true? So I started incorporating a nutritional program into their curriculum Mm. that went home to the parents. Mm. And slowly but surely, we added more vegetables, more fruits. We did yogurt in the morning. Oh, my gosh. So when you saw the sunlight sunny thing and you kind of got a glimpse of i don't know if i told you the whole deal but you got an introduction we'll say yeah that must have really like whoa like because you you (laughs) you almost um you know did it out of necessity right yeah so a little bit about that story so it happened to to myself as well i basically ate a pretty good diet pretty much my whole life and grew up eating you know we had fruits vegetables all that we didn't really have junk food in the house but still I was having an effect on my body and it went on for a few years just compiling up symptom after symptom and I said something's just not right finally went to see a rheumatologist and was diagnosed with Sjogren's syndrome Mm. which is an autoimmune disorder or Mm -hmm. disease that affects your exocrine glands starts to dry you out Mm -hmm. and she said we have an answer for you you could start taking this big long drug and what it is is an anti-malaria drug mm. and you have to get your eyes checked every six months you could go colorblind all these things i was like okay well thank you very much 
uh, no thank you mm. because I'm also a holistic healing practitioner and I believe the body has everything it needs to heal itself. Of course, yeah. And I was like, all right, so let me listen intuitively. Let me meditate over this. Let me listen and see what I need to do. And over and over, diet kept popping up. Yeah. And my daughter and I started listening to podcasts and broken brain and your gut is your second brain. I'm like, what is up with this? So I did my research and I cut about two years ago, I cut gluten out of my diet, no gluten, no dairy, no soy, and I also cut out meat. Right. Slowly brought meat back in only on an organic grass-fed mm. level. Yeah. Within two weeks, Kevin, within two weeks, yeah. all the inflammation in my body was gone. Yeah. Gone. Mm -hmm. And all these people that had what I had, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, couldn't get out of bed, couldn't move. Yeah. I was like, da -da -da, had the energy of like 10 <laughs> men and lost 16 pounds. Yeah. And I wasn't a heavy person, but I, I was feeling like I, I was 46 at the time. I'm 48 mm. now. And I felt like a 21 year old. Yeah. And my mind, the brain fog was gone because I also had thyroid issues. Mm. It was amazing. And I just got up on my soapbox and I just needed to tell the world, like, do you understand how important food is? It's your second brain. Yeah. You have over a hundred million neurons or transmitters in our stomach mm -hmm. that affect our mood. You know, just changing these kids' diets, going back to that. Yeah. This one girl used to get, um, you know, the noodles in the cup, the styrofoam, you fold it back, you pour ramen the water in. Ramen noodles or whatever they're called. They're like ramen, but they're in a cup. Right. And it takes like eight hours for them to cool off. Yeah. That was her diet every single day before she got on the bus for school. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, we're going to do something different. We're going to serve peanut butter on bagels and apples. Within one week, this child who was didn't talk, had behavioral issues. Within one week, she started having these beautiful conversations with me. Yeah. One week. It's big. It is it's big. big. It is big. And uh, uh, I know it's big because I, I have a, a fundraising grant writer on Retainer, and they're like, you got something big, and we this, and we that, yeah. and they're talking like millions of dollars, and I'm like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. And and it's it's needed and i don't know if it would have worked 10 years ago or 20 definitely not 20 years ago right but now i think america is starting to wake up a little bit mm -hmm. like today i'm doing a speaking engagement downstairs to a group of business people on mindfulness I know. mindfulness is an eastern thing this is new for right. america just like kind of how yoga came in. It was brand new 50 years ago. Right. And now everyone's got a yoga mat. So things are coming into America and things are changing. And the diet aspect is starting to change now. People are waking up. People are starting to deny their doctors. Right. They're starting to um, they're starting to say, just like you did, no thanks. Because right. they have the internet and they can do their research. And do and you know why this is happening? I'm so passionate because you said they're waking up. That's waking the key up. word. Yeah, the consciousness. Yeah. Waking up. They are finally starting to be present. Yeah. Where we never were before. Mm -hmm. We're always concentrating on the past or the future. You know, we're not right here. Right. And that's where the magic is. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. Here and now. There only is here and now. That's right. Always. Mm -hmm. And be here. And when you're here, you can listen to your intuition. We're all intuitive. We just are not listening. We're blocked. And so starting to practice meditation and not just going, oh, but going for a walk, connecting with nature, grounding yourself, self-care, mm. self-love, those things. That's why they're able to say, no, thank you. They're finally listening to their bodies. They're finally waking up. Yeah. 
And if you think about it, we're, you know, people are starting to realize we're being poisoned. Like there are foods in other countries. They've banned these foods. Sure. They're so bad. Sure. And so now people are starting to think, okay, there's, they're able to think. France, France has a lot of food laws. Oh yeah. Like no corn. I, I don't know if this is a fact, but I'm pretty sure there's no high fructose corn syrup in anything. They ban that. Yeah. You can't boil lobsters. It's (laughs) against the law. Yeah. They're being more conscious. Yeah. They're waking up. They're being present. They're starting to understand that, you know, the cliche, you are what you eat. You really are what you eat. What you put in is what you're going to get out. Right. You don't just pee and poop it out. No. And you you need nutrient. You need, you know, the stuff that you don't need, your body expels right away. So what's left? Right. You know, and the sad part is, you know, we're we're the society where we need more and more and more and more instant gratification. We've done this with the farmland as well. You know, refusing to turn over the soil like we should. We're getting to a point we've been so greedy that now even the soil is depleted. Yeah. And so even if you choose to eat organically, we're having a problem. Yeah. Because those same minerals are not in our food and we gotta get it in other other ways. That's a big it's issue, yeah. Raining microplastic yeah hello we eat a credit card's worth of plastic a week yeah that's a problem now it's in our food not only that but um this is something i've i talked i've talked about in my health career for 10 years is um the advertising of protein is out of control i mean they're putting on everything now right there's cereals 12 grams of protein you know that gatorade is in on it you know oh yeah just the powders and the drinks and the cereals and everything protein is a major seller and uh and so people are sort of being tricked into these high protein diets and they're forgetting about the fruits and the vegetables and, and high protein diets are dangerous very how dangerous. dangerous they are for all these diseases and yes you got to ask questions, and I think that's the key. I'm just so passionate about this. I think number one, first and foremost, is education. Yeah. You, we have to have better education in our school systems, at the workplace, and at the home. And if you, you don't know what you don't know, and so parents don't even know how to feed their children properly if they're not being properly educated. Right. We can break that cycle if we start it in school at a young age. Mm-hmm. Then those children are our future. They can go ahead and raise healthy eaters and be more conscious of the universe and their planet. So somewhere we got to break the cycle. Yeah, we got to put it's you done on, is done. We got to put you on staff. <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to get you out here with this with this stuff. So what we're doing is we're doing the same thing with our nonprofit and but we're doing it with a character. Yes. I love it. So it's like what if Mickey Mouse spoke about fruits and vegetables or what if Mr. Rogers talked about fruits and vegetables you know i've run into people of my age who grew up with mr rogers and they'll be like oh i love that guy he taught me how to tie my shoes yeah you know or something like that and um so i I think it would be really cool for uh a a 30 or 35 year old of the future to be like oh yeah i eat fruits and vegetables because of you know sunlight sunny yes you know they were yeah i did this program in my school or whatever one of the things that and you can attest to this that we did at first was try to get into the schools and there was so much red tape yeah and then we discovered no 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 you'd be an enrichment program that gets hired by a school or a daycare center they would rather hire someone to come in versus you putting a curriculum into the system because they're it's like government you know it's it is yeah strict so in your experience when you were teaching you said it was nursery school 
Um, it was actually preschool and school age. Okay. So I was um, a head preschool teacher preparing the children for kindergarten. Gotcha. And also school age, um, taking them, you know, putting them on and off yeah. the bus. and pre-K. Pre-K, That's exactly, exactly the demographic yeah. we're, we're going after. And so how much... Uh, how much red tape did you discover when you started changing their nutrition? Yeah, so there was there was a lot. And, and thank goodness I had a really good director. Our school was accredited, which is, you know, really important as well by NIAC. And so they were already looking into what, what are the best ways that we can provide for our children in our school that makes us a little bit higher, top notch. Yeah. So they were a little bit more open to listen to bringing in more health, you know, healthy choices. They already thought they were doing that, which they were using yogurt and like carrots and applesauce, stuff like that. Um, but the, the, some of the crackers, some of the, you know, like Teddy Grahams are the worst, probably the worst things you can ever give your children if yeah. you, I mean, I think there's like brake fluid cleaner in there if you really break it down, like crazy things in our food. Yeah. But they were, there is a lot of red tape. There's a lot of protocol. There's a lot of things that you need to follow in guidelines. But like you said, if you bring it in as an enrichment program, right. we were able to bring in music, we were able to bring in gymnastics, and then a nutritional program. And so I think you're right. I think that's the key right now yeah. is to offer it as enrichment. And whatever way we can get it in there, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Whatever way we can do it. Yeah. And we, we have the books and we have the music. And so we're you know our objective is to get them in love with the character yes so once the and so we've tested it and you know i've i've had parents contact me and say my two-year-old and my four-year-old are fighting over who's going to read the book Aww. you know and stuff like that so once once they buy into the character it's kind of like santa claus right right this wool has been pulled over all the kids <laughs> eyes for decades right so it obviously works you get them attached to a character and then the character becomes reinforcement for the parents because kids don't want to listen to their parents all the time right, right? i don't want to, i don't care what mom says mom says i gotta eat this but uh but right. well, sunlight sunny sunlight says. Right, sunny right. says yeah right so, so i'm so happy that you know this is a a big big cause for you um what what was it like when your children were younger when your kids were pre-k mm -hmm. what was the uh, situation like at schools with with food do you recall yes I, I do I recall even back to when I was in in school and the choices that you know they gave us to eat horrendous I mean they've changed a lot of that like the vending machines I heard you know no more they were serving soda right I don't think my kids know what that is yeah I mean I was just lucky that I was already aware and you know, did my education before my kids and knew that these things weren't going to be good for them and rot their teeth and just all these things. And so for my kids, like they would serve all these different kinds of juices. And I would say, no, my, my child's not going to have that. I'd write, on, I have to write on a piece of paper what my child was allowed and what they weren't allowed. Otherwise they would just get what everyone else got, which was high. We're not talking juicy juice or anything that's even maybe a little bit better just straight up sugar juice. Right. The cheapest they could find. I get it, you know, but these kids are bouncing off the walls, all these juice boxes. And yeah. And so my kids didn't have these healthy choices for snack time. Even though I was in control of what was in their lunch, right. they would provide snacks. Right. And these snacks were not, you know, something that 
Yeah. I I wanted to serve my children. You yeah. know these fruit snacks that were loaded with. So how do you junk. Go, how do you go in and talk to the teachers? How does or the school? How does this work? It it is difficult because number one, you don't want to make your child feel like an outsider, right? They right. feel if they're doing something different, right? Hey, how come this one is getting, you know, these fruit snacks and mom says I have to eat carrots, right? So it's it's really hard, and I had to slowly start educating why this maybe was not a good choice and of course they don't want to hear it everything is about price and what could we get for the cheapest amount of money and unfortunately sugar's cheap yeah. corn's cheap and that's yep. why we have it yeah and it's in soy in soy it's yeah. it's really really settled it's genetically modified stuff yep. so they don't want to hear you yeah. because they're they're thinking of budget and sometimes their hands are tied they can't do anything right. because of their budget and how much money they get oh well how do you expect us to buy carrots and yogurt yeah this is on this budget right and so then you got to go a step higher and you're talking to the superintendents and you got to keep going because it, it's this so is important. exactly why we need to raise money and get grants so that we can you know for those people we can supply the food as well you know um give them the education and the and the product if you will the food uh farmers markets i mean we need more of these kind of community type things another thing that what we're thinking about doing is creating a um a letter like a standard letter looked over by a lawyer that a parent takes that standard letter signs their name and brings it into the teacher or the school and says oh this is because you do it now with allergies anyway right if your kid has allergy, if your yeah. kid has a nut allergy you have to tell the school, my kid, don't get, don't let any peanuts or right near my kid. So why can't we do that with their overall diet? Right. So if they bring a letter I in, love it. <laughs> they bring a letter in. All they have to do is hand it over and say, oh, "My kid is, you know, Sunlight Sunny certified here, and this is the way we do it." Right. Right. And we're getting away from the word vegan. We're getting like you. You've noticed the word vegan slipping away because right. people are identifying it with activists. Right. Now the term is plant-based. Plant-based. Plant-based, yeah. everything. Paleo, plant-based. Plant-based. Keto. I mean, we have so many. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we just want to, you know, we're just, you know, we're a plant-based organization. So bring this letter in and say, my kid is plant-based, you know. Simple as that. Yeah, I love it. The and more we keep doing it, it'll be a trend that people will be like, oh, my kid's the only one that's not plant-based. Give, give them a Sunlight Sunny lunchbox. Give them, yes. give them T-shirts. Let them feel like they're part of something. Yes. And other kids will ask, well, what's that? What's the deal? And if the kid is educated, which they will be from the program, then they can look at the other kid who's eating Twinkies and say, I don't want to be sick. Right. This is why I eat apples, oranges, and broccoli, and carrots. Because I don't want to be sick. And so um, I know and you know, but not everyone else knows, Correct. that the food <laughs> is uh, a preventative measure of not getting sick, right? Correct. Physical and mental. Yeah. It's the whole mind-body-soul connection. Yeah. And I think, you know, people just think of the body as just the physical body, but mm -hmm. you have a soul and you have a spirit and you have a mind, you have all these things. And I mean, that's another topic I'm going to bring up. Look at mental health care in our yeah. country and all of these children that, are, you know, have these diets and they can't sit still. They can't think. They, I mean, we have ADHD. We have all these, I, I think every kid has ADHD now, 
every kid has a nut allergy just about, or they're allergic to something. Why is this? Let's go deeper. We never had this growing up as kids. Uh, What's happening? What's creating these allergies? Pediatric cancer is up too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. It's, it's, I mean. So what is it? Is it the food? Is it the vaccinations? What is it? Is it a combination? Is it the air? Is it, is it? You know, we can't we we can't look over oxidation. I mean, as soon as the time you're born, your body starts dying. Right. Due to oxidation, that's why we eat antioxidants. Right. And so our the one thing we can't factor out is our environment. We can make our environment better, most definitely. Yeah. But the way it is right now, we have to breathe. Yeah. We have no choice. So the other things, what can we do? Tap water be an issue? Of course. Yeah. Of course. There. I mean. Everything that you, including topical things you put on your skin, people don't think about that. Right. Sunscreens, lotions. Your your skin is your biggest organ. Yeah. What are you putting on it? It's going straight into your bloodstream. And it was just announced a few months ago that sunscreen. Um, they said it could be cancerous. Like the government came out and said it, or yeah. one of the organizations said it. You know, they haven't banned it yet, but uh, they banned the vaping stuff. Yep. Fast. Yeah, not good. And that's been around for a good 10 years now, 15 maybe. Uh, So, you know, I I just, you know, the more people that are on it, the more the powers that be are going to have to change things. Exactly. Because we're supposedly in a democracy. Supposedly. Right. (laughs) And we're supposed to be able to say, no, this is not how it should be. And then if enough people say that, then it changes. And that's so, what needs to happen. You're absolutely correct. Right. That's the other thing I'm really passionate about. And it takes years. It does. But the, the one thing that we fail to understand, you talk about inner peace. Mm-hmm. I, and I love the podcast. I love the name inner, inner peace you. with Dr. Reese. I love that. Well, it rhymes. What are you going to do? It, but it's perfect. Yeah. But the thing is, that's the key right there mm-hmm. is peace. Yeah. And honestly, our only goal is peace. And where do you get that? And how do you get that? It starts with you. Yeah. You're the only one that can bring about peace. And it, it's Nobody else hard. can do it for you. It it's, is hard. It's hard to have inner peace when your body isn't functioning correctly. Correct. When you're ill, when you're sick, when you're injured. I'm injured right now. I'm nursing an injury. Yeah. Pain in the butt. And no, the injury isn't a pain in the butt. <laughs> just using the term. <laughs> but, you know, when you have an injury or you have an illness, yeah, you know, it's it's an exhausting thing. It's a chronic Thing. Just imagine somebody with asthma that has to deal with that or, uh, you know, I've had so many clients over my career, just sick, 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 sick. And uh, the mental wear and tear is unreal and they don't have inner peace, not even close. And so if we can get to a point where um, uh, we can get our diet in order, that's going to increase our peace. Exactly. You know? And, and bringing in that other piece of once you're able to start that clean eating process, you eliminate some of that brain fog and yes. you're able to quiet and silence your mind. No more ADHD. No more – right. And once you're in in here, I tell people you're too much in your head almost. We have 60,000 subconscious thoughts that hit our brain a day. Think mm. about that. 60,000 telling us how what a piece of junk we are or you're not good enough or you don't look good enough or – so our diet, if we don't have that clarity, if we have that brain fog and we can't fight off those 60,000 subconscious thoughts because we're not healthy enough, when we give in to them, we get even sicker. Because mm-hmm. it's been proven more and more that stress causes disease. Right. And so the, the second part of that is the mind-body-soul connection is what I'm about is 
once you get the mind healthy, the body healthy, then you can get to the soul. Mm. And that's where all the beauty is, is you just know that you are good enough, you're perfect just the way you are, mm. all this positive thinking, no more self, no negative self-talk. Yeah. And when you are sick, you're right, you are feeling defeated. You yeah. are feeling like you just can't get out of wherever you are, you're stuck, you're depressed, you're anxious, all these things. Yeah. And it's a rat race, because then some people eat yeah. to, you know, just comfort themselves sure, and they eat sure. junk food or, and not only yeah. that, the salt, the sugar, it's all addicting. They do it on purpose to make it so addicting that you can't stop. You talk about addictions, yeah. drugs, never mind. Yeah. Food is a drug. And any, almost pretty much any white powder. <laughs> my daughter is night now 20. Yeah. But five years back, I mean, nobody in my family eats fast food, but back in the day she did. And she's like, mom, I can't stop. Like what's going on? Right. I'm trying to not eat McDonald's anymore. And they mm. made it even more popular with the value menu. All people yeah. who, you know, due to social economic reasons, oh, I could just go through the drive through and get my kid yeah. 99, nug 99 cent nuggets. Yeah. You know, they're trying to feed their kids this way. And so that's why I say education is so key because, yes, you're getting your kid a cheap meal, but they're not holding anything in their body. Your no. body expels what it doesn't need. Right. And so if you're eating chicken nuggets and french fries, guess what? Mm -hmm. All the chicken nuggets and french fries are all coming out. Yep. What are you holding on to? Yeah. Nothing for your child yeah. to nourish their bodies and their minds. One of the big revelations I had in my health career was um, people with chronic illnesses coming to me for help that were under the age of 30. And I was oh. just like, oh, and this is kind of what inspired me to do the kid stuff. And it's just like, wow, you, you know, here's a 27-year-old with lupus. I know. Life flipped upside down. Yeah. You know, um, you know, here's, you know, a 32-year-old with rheumatoid arthritis. Ugh. You know, it's like, you know, this stuff isn't supposed to be happening until you're in your 60s or whatever. Maybe right. not even at all. And uh, I used to do some speaking gigs at colleges and, you know, they, you know. I remember like this girl, 18, 19 years old, coming up to me and crying. And I, you know, I have acne. I can't get rid of it. I have oh. chronic migraines. And it's just, so I've seen a lot yeah. amongst the younger people. And it's like, yeah, we figured out how to live longer than, say, 200 years ago. We have. Right. But that's because of the technology. And, uh, but there's more chronic illnesses. There's more, there's more of those nagging illnesses versus the you know the the malaria and the plague that's just going right. to kill you in 10 days like now we have the nagging ones the we're living asthma. longer but the illnesses are stretching out that's further right. that's right we're dying slower we're dying slower a slow death a slow agonizing right death i mean if anything's going to kill me i'd rather it be like malaria right than honestly a cancer that's going to you know, just go on and on for years with excruciating pain. So yeah, we're living longer. Yeah. And that's not a good thing when it's with illness because now you're prolonging your pain. It, it's it's sad. It really, yeah, really if, is. Yeah, if you live to 85, that sounds good. It's not, oh, wow, that's a good run, you know? Right, right. But we, <laughs> that person may have been suffering from 55 to 85. Right, a slow, agonizing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not for me. If I'm, if I'm going to be able to be here an extra 20 years, I want it to be 
mind, body, and soul healthy and being able to have an active lifestyle. So to me, that's kind of, you know, I'm being dramatic, but a death sentence. Right. Living to 85 with chronic illness. Right. Who wants to do that? Right. You know, who wants to do that? Yeah. So let's take, let's take a, a small left turn. You, uh, you said you're a light worker, and so you have uh, some, uh, let's call them abilities, <laughs> and you say keeping your vessel clean helps you uh, filter those abilities. Exactly. So can you, can you touch on that a little more? Because you, you were at the festival two weeks ago, and a lot of people were coming up to you, and Right, you were doing your thing. At the, were you at a table? Um, I actually organized the event. It was called the first annual day of healing and recovery. Yeah. In honor of one of my friends that um, passed away, and the whole he opened up a nonprofit years ago so that people can come and start that healing journey and not have it be cost prohibitive. Because mm. that's another thing. I mean, healthcare we got to get better with that too. There's just everything is too expensive. People should be able to afford healthcare, right. you know, and in a good way. So that's what that event was. It was for people to come, and it was in celebration of National Recovery Month, mm-hmm. which is also very important. We, you know, I'm not even gonna get into the whole opioid addictions, and these kids are young, 16, 17, 18, yeah. you know, maybe after an injury, breaking their leg or whatever, now the doctor puts them on pain meds, only 10 days, and now the kid's addicted. Yeah. Perfectly good, you know, kid, never tried a drug in their life, academically sound all this and all of a sudden they're a drug addict and a lot of times that leads them to heroin it, it's awful it's yeah. and this is you know that's slowly changing and i didn't mean to get off topic there no, but no, it's fine. um so that's why i did this event is mm-hmm. to start that healing journey to bring people in and start educating them and so people did come up and had a lot of questions what do you do well since i was young you know i i i had this special gift where i was able to connect to source i mm-hmm. call it in my case, the angelic realm. So I, I do talk with angels. They mm-hmm. talk with me. Okay. Um, but I've always asked to be a clean vessel to receive those messages from my clients for spiritual guidance. And we can clog all that. You know, your people talk about your chakras. You know, not everyone knows what that is. Mm-hmm. But they're just energy centers. We don't need to get all crazy. Our bodies are energy. Yep. Look at science. You don't even have to believe in God. Right. Sci- we, are, we are energetic beings. Sure. Everything in the universe. The cells become molecules. Molecules become atoms. Atoms, <laughs> right. atoms become protons, electrons. We're electricity. We're energy. We are electricity. That's right. And so if you want to just look at it from that standpoint, I say like energy attracts like energy. So mm-hmm. whatever you're sending out into the universe, mm-hmm. you're going to get it back. Mm-hmm. And if it's a bunch of negativity, guess what? Your car breaks down and you're screaming and yelling and swearing and cussing. You're going to get a lot more of that. Mm. If you can, again, exercise the mind and be in a good place and say, well, this probably happened for a reason. Maybe it avoided something else. You always get to choose your reality every single day. Mm. You can be happy or you can be miserable. Right. You know, once you go through this healing process. And so it's about, to me, education Mm. and being a clean vessel so that I can hear the messages and give them to other people. Right. And so that's really important. If you're all clogged up with all of this junk food and all this stuff going on, you get brain fog, your body hurts. You can't be in that peaceful, mindful state to receive all your gifts. Again, it goes back to blocking that beautiful energy that should just flow. Chi, life force energy should flow. The Tao. The Tao. And we're clogging it all up. Yeah. 
you can't get to a better place or a higher vibration, so to speak, because that, that stuff is all clogged up. Once you start to eat healthy and you clean out your body, the brain fog goes away, the pain goes away, and now it's just you and your authentic self. So you, now you can listen. So you've been ha- you've been um, uh, uh, having this mediumship with the with with the angels for a long time. Yes, since okay. six years old. And so, how have things changed since you cleaned your health up? Wow, <laughs> that's all I can say is wow. So I asked for this. We're by the way, we're always getting what we ask for. We're just not paying attention. Our prayers are always answered. We're just not paying attention. So I asked for this years ago, how can I receive my messages clearer, deeper, stronger to help more people? And so I asked for it and on my merry way I went. And I started getting sick Hmm. and sicker and sicker and sicker. I'm like, what's happening to my body? Going to all these doctors, finally five years later they figure out it's not MS, it's not this, it's not that. It's Sjogren's, right? right, by doing tests. And I was like, okay, what do I do next? I'm not going to take the drugs. And mm. that's when I went on my journey into healing with food. Right. And I knew this was part of my journey to share with other people because I wanted to be a cleaner vessel to receive my messages to share and also so that I didn't have pain any longer because I was concentrating on the pain and not my work anymore. Right. Or I was sleeping. I couldn't help people if I was sleeping right. due to chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. I'm like, this is not my journey. you got to be out there right. educating they were educating me the whole time. I just wasn't listening mm. to the cues. So I had to kick me in the gut pretty hard to say, hello, you asked for this. That was my wake-up call to say, no more. I have a big purpose here. Mm. I got to get going. And I healed my body mm. by food. I healed my body, mind, and soul. And now I'm on a mission to help other people do the same. And I'd love to start with children. Because that's where we break the cycle so that they can go forward and raise healthy eaters and so on and so forth and put all that karmic crap behind us. Well said. Something interesting you said is uh, wandering in my presence right now. And that's, you said six years old. Yeah. Six years old. That's, uh, That's quite young. So how do you deal with this gift at six years old, that's I don't think first I, grade. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I really understood what was happening. Did you tell anyone? I did share with my mom, or she questioned me, because I was such, at six years old, you're such a free spirit. You know, you don't have all that, I say stuff on top of stuff, all the layers, right? So prior, the interesting thing is prior to age seven, you don't have critical thinking skills yet. And whatever someone tells you, you are, you are. And we're healing all the time from past trauma as well. Mm -hmm. So at six years old, my experience was of pure joy and love. And I was, I remember I was on my knees praying at the time for hours. And my mom's like, what are you doing? You know, we're not overly religious or nothing. I said, well, I'm communicating with my angels. And she's like, oh boy. And I'm like, they're telling me that there's people in different dimensions. Like I saw energy dimensions that are stuck and they need to move people call it i guess purgatory maybe i don't believe in any particular religion by the way it's i'm non you know non-denominational but these people were kind of stuck in these places energetically and needed help to get out and so that's what i was doing and we're very close to spirit at a very young age because we're still clean we don't have all the 
all that crap in our heads yet. That's right. You know? And so you're in a place where... Your pineal gland isn't calcified yet. It's not calcified. Your body's (laughs) still clean. You're still close to source. And you're so much clearer when you're young. That's why kids, they just have... Uh, no inhibitions. That's they, one of Jesus' best teachings is to be childlike. Right. Be yep. childlike. They yep. play, you ever see a kid play a video game? Yeah. They could kick your butt in any video game because they don't have inhibitions. They don't right. have any fears or doubts or they're not clogged up. They just play to have fun. Right. They're in the we present st- moment. We stopped playing. Right. That's the problem. Yep. More and more of that stuff comes on. The eating, the negative thoughts, all this stuff. Society telling you what you need to be. And once you get in high school, it's... <sighs> oh, it's da- that's the danger zone, though, for kids. Drama. So bullying, drama, peer pressure, prom, self-medication. Who am I going to ask to the prom? Yeah. Stuff like that's big for a teenager. Big, big, big. And like you're talking about their appearance, acne, you know, everything matters. A zit could ruin you. Yeah, it, seriously. Like you don't even want to go to school. You don't want to go to school. Or do you have the right clothes? Or do you? Right. We need to start getting out of that mindset too as well is that everybody is perfect. Everyone's beautiful just the way they are having their experience. We're all different. Think about it. There is nobody on this earth that is you. All right. Not one single soul, not even an identical twin. We are all masters. We are all perfection. We're all little masterpieces. There's no one like you right. ever. And so we need to start focusing on that. We're all that. from the same source. We're all one. No one yeah. or nothing is separate. Same consciousness. Same we just forget. Yeah. It's, and it's okay because I don't want to sound like a woo-woo, but I am. But if you stop and think about, like when you get really aggravated with someone or a situation, if you just stop and think, source is there. Mm-hmm. God is there. Yeah. I'm God. You're God. This, it, we're all connected. No one or nothing is separate. We get it wrong. We are here as physical beings, yes, but we are spiritual. Yeah. Having a physical experience, mm-hmm. we confuse that mm-hmm. and think that we are physical. Right trying to have a spiritual experience right no you are spiritual mm-hmm. we're just in a physical place having an experience and you get to choose what that physical experience is it's powerful when your mind is clean and you're eating well you can choose every single day to be in gratitude and that is where the magic is that's a whole nother podcast yeah practicing gratitude when your brain is clear enough to wake up every day and say thank you for my health Thank you for being on this planet one more day. Thank yeah. you for all my friends and family and a reliable vehicle and food and just thinking yeah. and being in a place of gratitude shifts your entire life. Absolutely. But people can't get there yet. No. Because they're... Or it comes and goes. Clo- yeah, or they're they're clogged and they're thinking about trauma and their past experiences or, you know, the past is done. It's Let's over. not dwell on it. And the future's not here yet. Nope. Be right here, and that's where all the magic is. I, uh, I'm a, you know, one of the big changes for me was studying all the masters. I studied all the masters. Yeah, all I love of them. it. <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to just do a religion and follow it. I want my interest was in the teachers themselves. Yes. Across the board, across the board. All the ascended masters. All of them. Across the board, it's present moment. That's the foundation of everything is staying in the present moment. It is. That's why someone like Eckhart Tolle comes out with a book called The Power of Now. Yes. And then Ram Das, Be Here Now. So there's all these books. You see keywords like now or here, present, 
like I said earlier in this podcast, I'm about to go talk to this group downstairs. Mindfulness. Mindfulness is just a fancy word for present moment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all it is. And in fact, mindfulness doesn't even make sense, really. Mindfulness. It really should probably be mind emptiness. Yeah, I was going to say it should actually be the opposite. Yeah. Is And just making it really simple is best. Yeah. Simple is best. And all we're doing is being here now. That's it. Just be here now. You said you're married, right? I am. How does your husband deal with your abilities when you met him? He's at, he's, you know, the interesting thing is I ended up with a science guy. Ah. He's a hundred percent science, but very open-minded. And his whole theory is, I don't know. And I'm okay with, I don't know. I don't know is a powerful term. He's like, I don't know. And I'm okay with, I don't know. Mm. And he is, you know, there's agnostic and atheist. Yes. He's agnostic. He's not an atheist. Right. He just doesn't know. And so for him, he's a science guy. He needs proof. Mm. We can't provide that proof. You know, I haven't died and come back to tell you the story. I mean, there is a lot of that out there, but he is science-based, but he is very open to my experiences. And I've read his mind, like when I were in bed and he's rubbing my shoulder and my eyes are closed and he has this vision in his head. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, I'm half asleep. And I go, oh, cartoons. He goes, what did you just say? I go, I said cartoons. He goes, why'd you say that? I go, because I just saw cartoons in my head. I go, they were old-fashioned cartoons, flat, not three-dimensional, Mickey Mouse, black and white. He goes, like he's freaking out. His whole face is dropping. I go, what? He goes, I was just thinking about that. They were in my head, those cartoons. Mm. And you just said everything that was going on in my mind. Yeah. And I was like, because I'm connecting to you. Because mm-hmm. we can do that. Yeah. You don't realize we can. The well, brain is powerful. Well, my favorite tradition to study is Buddhism. Oh, I love Buddhism. And I, I think Gautama the Buddha is the most fascinating man to ever walk earth. When you really study what he taught, on the surface, people just think, you know, Bald Indian guy, you know, meditating under a tree. There's so much more. There's psychic abilities that he speaks of. And uh, the the deeper you go into emptiness, the deeper you go into meditation, the deeper you go into the present moment, the more you, your soul wakes up, if you will. It becomes a, a, a powerful force. A force of source, you know. You're right. And uh, tap into the oneness. It's unbelievable what this guy taught, and for 42 years. Yeah. And nobody's ever done that. I like to use a sports analogy. He's the Tom Brady of spirituality. Yeah. He did it the longest, and he won the most championships. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like Jesus was here for three years, or his ministry was three years. Right. You know, he came in, made an impact. Big entrance. <laughs> <laughs> big entrance, big exit. <laughs> big exit. Yeah, exactly. Big exit. But these are these are powerful. Yes. You know. What about alchemy? Ascended masters. Okay. I, I get chills thinking about it, but <laughs> I just I just saw on video, old video I want to add too, like 80s. You can tell by it's grainy. Mm-hmm. I just saw a Taoist master light paper on fire. With just his hand. Mm-hmm. That's energy. Yeah. He's just putting his hand next to the newspaper. He's focusing on it. And next thing you know, it's a ball of fire. 
Yeah. And why isn't that on the news? <laughs> you know, because it's, it's probably just smoke and mirrors because this is our culture right. in denial. Right. Because we cannot believe, this is the sad part, we cannot believe in our heads that we are unconditional love right. or we deserve unconditional love. And so going back to every culture, every religion, mm -hmm. that's where our block is. That's why we have the food problems. That's why we have the climate problems. This goes, we cannot believe. We, have to, we had to make so many myths up around yep. religion. Yep. It, it's, it's crazy. I, I love the book Conversations with God, Neil Donald Walsh, the best thing I've ever read hands down in my entire life. That mm. four book series resonated with me so deeply. We are perfect. There is no right. There mm -hmm. is no wrong. There is no indifference. It's just is. It just is. We are having an experience. And we come back. I believe, I happen to believe in reincarnation, but we come back and we choose, I'm going to do this this time. I'm going to have this experience. Right. And this time I want to be the hero. And so someone in your soul group says, great, I love you so much. I'm going to come back and be the villain. Mm. So you can be the hero this time. <laughs> just playing. Playing in the it's sand? Just an, yeah, it's just an illusion. Yeah. Everything here is just an illusion. Right. Really, no one or nothing is separate. We're just here having an experience, going through the motions. So really, nothing's bad, nothing's good, nothing's whatever. It's just what we're, we slipped out of consciousness and we, we're starting to get it all wrong. We're starting to get it bogged down, not being present, not hearing. We're all intuitive. Mm -hmm. We're just missing the boat. I just chose in this lifetime to be awake. And if you notice, people are waking up. It's a 50-50 split now. People are everywhere you read, whether it's social media, here, there. Come heal. Come do a drum circle. Come do Reiki. Come do, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, did you yeah. hear about Reiki? Right. Well, the internet. Energy healing. Yeah. Social media, it's the gift and the curse. And, right. Um, it's the gift in the sense of spreading this type of stuff. And it's the curse in the sense of people comparing and, you know, their egos getting attached. We live in the diary era now. Yep. You know, like I should be taking a picture of us right now and be like, oh, I just did a podcast with Karen. Ray. You know, I, I went to the store today and <laughs> the, the clerk said this, like everything, people are documenting their lives. Yeah. It's sick. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. They're They've trying gone. to heal, actually. They just don't realize. They're trying to heal. They're looking for attention. They're looking for attention. And yeah. what is that? You know, Tony Robbins is another mm -hmm. really beautiful um, holistic icon. He talks about we have six human needs. And we are going to meet every one of those six human needs in a positive or a negative way. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to use those words lightly because really nothing's good or bad or indifferent. But we see things as good or bad. That's how we perceive them, just like we have to put time on everything because we need perception. So he says, you're going to fill these needs in a positive way or a negative way. Mm. Let's look at these six human needs. One of them is the need for significance. Mm -hmm. And how are you filling that need? In a positive way or a negative way? A negative way could be, you know, kids reaching out in a negative, you know, in a way that um, is more detrimental to their health. And, you know, getting that negative attention, they say in school, kicking, screaming, causing all kinds of chaos. Adults are like this too. Yeah. You know, the ones that you, wow, he's so negative. He's always so negative. You are going to fulfill those needs in a positive or negative way. And they stem from your childhood. Yeah. It's always from your past. Yeah. So the best thing that we can do is educate, rip off the band-aids, take off the layers of 
crap on top of crap because it's all labels and it's all baloney. Start peeling them off. You are good enough. You are deserving. You are the perfect human being you need to be right now. Shed all the crap because that's not you. You are perfect. Mm -hmm. Unveil. Take those layers off of all the previous damage that someone told you you were. Do you think if somebody took up meditation and took it really serious and they went inside themselves that they would find these realizations and most definitely that's how you get there yeah is taking the moment to silence the mind and hearing the clarity there and saying oh that's what that was oh my mom was a guilt tripper you know maybe someone that like it starts to come and deep meditation is how you someone would get to the abilities that you have exactly right whereas you know it was sort of gifted to you right if you will but anyone can do that anyone can do that and we all have it my spiritual mentor used used to refer to it as you know he would always um refer to it as whispers of the heart he used to call it i love that and so he would say he would allude to that like well i didn't make this decision i didn't make this decision i was you know I just listened to the whispers of the heart. And uh, uh, what he meant was, you know, going into a deep meditation and seeing what's there. And what is there? When you go into deep meditation, it is your authentic self. Right. Your higher self. And, your consciousness. And Zen is called, called the original face in Zen. The original face. And the so that's face. what you tap into is you know neil donald walsh but it, it takes that nothingness that emptiness to get there it's like a bridge almost like you ha- right you have to strip off all right of the baloney You're right get to that space of emptiness so you can get to your higher self right your chi your life force energy no blinders no blocks no mask just silence and when you get there Something really magical happens. You get in touch with your authentic self. Yep. Your higher self, your spirit, your soul, so to speak. And once you're in that space, mm-hmm. it's all unconditional love. Right. Everything strips away. Because you know it's kind of like an illusion, like you're living in a dream almost. Right. And, uh, you know, they tried to they tried to um, display this in the movie The Matrix. <laughs> I know. One you're big, right. One big analogy. Right? Yeah. He unplugged, right? Sort of an analogy of enlightenment or whatever. Exactly. And then he has the master and they teach him this and they teach him that. And then he comes back into the matrix and he's able to dodge bullets. And Right? The girl in the red dress isn't real. It's yeah. like, you know, we're living in this Maya, as they call it in the East, this sort of illusion. Uh, it's not because we're, we're in material. It's like we talked about earlier, right? Yeah. We go from skin and cells all the way down to just electricity, right? Just an energetic force, you know, so. We're made of the same thing the stars are. We are the stars. We yes. We are the universe. We are all of it. Break it all down. I've heard, one, I've heard one master make the analogy of um, when a star or a planet dies, it becomes a black hole. Because it collapses into itself and it's right. you can't see it, but it's a ball of energy. And he said, that's exactly like the death of a human. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just this ball of energy that just, 
And it cannot, the cool thing is, Mm -hmm. is energy cannot be created or destroyed. Right. And so our consciousness lives on and on and on and on, whatever happens. And everything is energy. Right. Everything has an energy signature and everything vibrates at a certain level. I vibrate all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not good or bad or, pardon me, it's not good, bad or anything, but we're learning, we're starting to see that the things that vibrate lower mm-hmm. are things like chronic illness right. and disease right. and cancer. And the higher you vibrate, I don't know if you've ever heard of um, the omega scale. Yeah. And so one of the, you know, at the very top is enlightenment. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying we're all meant to be in that space. We're probably not all here to have that experience because it would be game over. Right. You know, but then the interesting part is Above love, which I see the acronym, a good friend of mine mm. um, has a starting a book channel piece with me, converts everything to acronyms. Love is just letting one or others vibrate and express. Love is just freedom. But one step above love is joy. Yeah. And joy is just opening you. Right. Being your authentic self and so we have to go through all these and we go back and forth anger apathy the lowest on the vibrational scale i scale i think it's shame what why do we feel shame when we're perfect right what is shaming us right why do you feel that who told you you were not good enough right you know you're talking about whispers of the heart Mm -hmm. our feelings are always our truth and instead we choose to self-medicate and push those feelings down. That's right. what society teaches us. That's right. Hide them, squish them down. They're not allowed. Push them as far down as you can. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And then they come up because guess what? You can only take so much of that and then what happens? Mm-hmm. You throw up. I mean, it comes up. Yeah. It's going to surface and it's going to explode. And so your feelings are what we should be listening to. Our feelings, the whispers of the heart. Yeah. It's always our truth. Not the mind, all the stuff that goes on in there. When you clear the mind, you get into your heart space. Yeah. It's not even about the mind. When you the mind goes empty, then you go into your heart chakra. That's right. And that is all love. Mm-hmm. 100% unconditional love. How and do we get there? And so um, I got to wrap this up, but yes. you said something that, that uh, I identify with. You said at the top is the enlightenment, but if everyone became enlightened, then... It'd be game over. Right. So that's that's interesting because, you know, in Eastern cultures, especially Buddhism, you know, when you supposedly become enlightened or you transcend, you don't come back and rebirth. You're you're you're, you're, you're gone. gone. Yeah. You're gone. You're, <laughs> right. you're you've made it home. Exactly. So to speak. And if everybody did that, then there'd be no more humans. Right. It would be game over. That's what they, you know, intuitively, that's the sign I get from, or what I hear from Archangel Michael. Yeah. Because that's who comes in for me really strong. And he's like, you do realize this is all like a game. I'm like a play, so to speak. You put the players on, take the players off. This is your playground for you to experience whatever you want. And we're not all here to be enlightened. We're not all here for enlightenment. Yeah. We're all in different stages of the journey. Well, you, you might be setting up your next life. You might be setting up your next life. Exactly. And most of the time we choose to vibrate higher. You know, people go, oh, do you come back as a dog? No, you might have started out as a dog. Right. But we choose to evolve higher and higher most of the time. Or we repeat the process that we didn't learn this time. Right. Over and over. Some people are very asleep. 
They have no idea. Exactly. But maybe that's what they're trying to experience. And maybe them being very asleep is to show someone else something else. So you have the yin and the yang. And I know you need to wrap it up. But there is no good without bad. They're right. even, and that's not even light and dark. They're light and dark, up and down. Male and one, male and female. Yes, you have yep. to have them both because yep. if you didn't, yeah, love would just be a concept. If everything was love, 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 love. You wouldn't know what love was. Right. It would just be a concept. We need darkness, right, for the light. And then when yeah. you have that experience, then you could go, oh my god, I know what love is now. Or you have a really bad migraine, say for three mm-hmm. days. I know me. I wake up. Fourth day, migraine's gone. I'm like, Da-da-da. I pre- <laughs> I want to do everything. Right, right, right. My, you know, you appreciate your health so much more. We have to have the good and the bad. Right. The, you know, the turmoil and the joy, because that's what makes you appreciate it. Mm. That's what allows you to have the experience. Without it, you it would only be a concept. My health mentor, Dr. Robert Morse, has this thing he says all the time that goes with this. He says. Um, we're just playing in creation. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's just playing in creation. Exactly. That's it. This is creation. This is your playground. And you just go play. And yeah, you got. I guess you got to earn some money. Unless you go to a monastery or something. Right. But yeah, you got to earn some money. And you know, you might have kids. You have responsibilities. But yeah. for the most part, you're just... Play. Playing. Play and be present. Yeah. And diet helps that. Going back to that. <laughs> start eating... You start fueling your body so that your body could take care of you because we definitely are what we eat. And if you want to start this journey mm-hmm. of enlightenment, if that's where you want to go, or just feeling happier, I tell everyone, just bring your best self every day. Yeah. Try to bring your best self every day, whatever that looks like. And you can definitely get there without anxiety and fear and depression and pills and self-medication if you just listen to your body give it what it needs it'll give you back what you need sure and it's that simple so i tell people you want to be enlightened you want to feel joy in your life every day one of the ways is start eating right clear the mind so that you can start the meditation process so you can live your best happiness every single day when you put the two together the the right diet with the right meditation and spiritual practice that's that's where the magic happens right there it's all together mind body and soul absolutely yeah, it's really been a pleasure we can thank go another you. hour easy. i know thank you so much for having me and allowing me to help share and educate yeah. what i'm so passionate about where where can people come say hi to you i am located at the bridge healing art center mm-hmm. in farmington connecticut yeah and the name of my holistic practice is called Voice of Angels. Okay. So I do intuitive um, readings, mediumship readings, spiritual guidance, counseling, and also energy healing. I'm also a Reiki master. Okay. And how about uh, social media? What's the main place for them to come say hi? Actually, on social media, same thing. It's Voice of Angels. Okay. They call me the Angel Lady. So. <laughs> angel Lady. Voice of Angels is where you can, it's Voice of Angels. Instagram. Instagram, okay. Voice of Angels on Facebook, and voiceofangels.net if you're looking for my website. Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll have to continue this on another episode. And uh, if you're looking for more episodes or you're looking to uh, learn more about me, go to drreese.com, Dr. Spelled Out, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, 
free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.